Yeah. So um, these drinks, these little juices, they never had a name. <laughs> they were always just this little juice, and it was in a box under the counter at the grocery store at the, in the produce section. And you just, when I was a kid, you'd pick them up and you'd stick your finger through the top because it was this thin tin foil, and you would just drink it while you walked around, and then throw the empty on the conveyor when you check out. And they were like a quarter. It's like this was thirty years ago, and my friend, who's from Nashville, just went back home. And she's, they still have them, and they're still nameless, and they're still a quarter. And it's like, how is this possible? Are they making them in the back of the store? It basically tastes I, like popsicles, uh, like, like the like the quintessential cherry popsicle flavor is what that red is. And huh. oh man, it is beautiful. They are so good. Probably, I haven't had one in a really long time. Yeah, they probably they probably taste different. We'll see. Because now when I taste cherry things, like there's this relatively new sparkling water called Bubbly, and they have a cherry flavor, and it tastes like that cherry. It doesn't have any sugar in it, but it tastes like that, and you taste it, and you're like, oh yeah, this is the cherry flavor, you know? And yeah, I love it. I am excited. She's going to bring me back a couple. I'm really, I'm, I'm Dude, thrilled. <laughs> only a couple? Is, is she trying to like really, she's not doing well financially, she's only bringing you a couple. <laughs> 25 cents, fill your suitcase. <laughs> She's having serious money problems if she can't buy no. you more than four of those. I know. And that just, I can't, the idea, the only thing in the, in the world in 2020 that's worth 25 cents is a quarter. And yeah, <laughs> it's just incredible. Um, okay, so I want to start this off with a question that we had from, I think that their original username was Ingram music but they're ig now i i'm not i'm not entirely sure i can't remember but they are i they go by ig uh on discord and um, their new name is iggy as far as i'm iggy. concerned yeah that's right <laughs> I, I, iggy ig um i did the iggy continue <laughs> uh, I have, simpsons jokes i just can't help myself yeah, sure uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll cut all this out <laughs> <laughs> no one will know <laughs> I have a request. Could you please cover this topic in, in the next podcast? When a music composer or sound designer says setting the right tone for a game is very important, what does that mean and how to achieve that? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> oh, you, you're like, no, no, I, you, you start, Chris. You I don't start. know anything about composition. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I, I, can, I can. So I would, well, I guess it's like, to me, that's just sound design as a whole, I guess, because like, how can how do you set the tone? Well, you can set the tone with dynamics. You can set it with music. You can set it with a certain through line in your soundscape. There's like a lot of just small things that you can do to set the tone in the game. I don't think there's like a, a one fits all solution. Well, yeah, I think overall the tone is you know it is an all encompassing term. I guess figuring out what the tone is is most important firstly, and then figuring out how to set it or maintain it is the next step. Yeah, yeah, that that's a great way to put it. Figure out what the tone is, and that can be anything. I, I was thinking about our concept of thematic sound design and how like BS it is almost in terms of just like, because <laughs> think about it, like it's it's you know thing it's we've real? talked about for six episodes, nonsense. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's like it it makes sense, right? Like yeah. anybody can like pick it up and make sense of it, but it's like all in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. And I think that setting the tone for your game is kind of the same way. Well, because okay, so like. I think this would be best described or explained if we had an example of a tone that you would set for a game and then what you would follow to maintain it. I don't know. Since we have a collective, we have a shared knowledge, like what is the tone of Death Bulge, for example? I would say like controlled silly chaos 
is what I'd say. Ooh, is that a tone? Well, I'm not saying I, it's I, not. I just don't. I I didn't expect that answer. What 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 would your answer be? Um, let's see. Well, I guess controlled silly chaos is that's like the general game feel. I would say is is that that's what it is to me. It's just like ridiculous. <sighs> that's another piece of it too, because you could also say it's a satirical tone or whatever whatever you would use to describe something that doesn't take itself too seriously, like Guar. Like, Guar the band. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Guar, but... Yeah. You should be. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, but I, I, I trust what it's like if They're it's just anything like Death Bulge. <laughs> so over the top, in absurd costumes, like, they each... But they know it. Right, but they know it, and that's what they do, and so they put... And it's like, I mean, almost... Once you get into, like, really hyper, like, like the high fantasy version of metal bands that are just, like, pentagrams and where I painted my face to look like a skull and my, my new name is J-Sonic Murder Stab. And, <laughs> and it's like, nobody, they're not, nobody believes that, like, when they say that about themselves, if they're a reasonably sane person. Right. And so that's, they're sort of like a, it's almost like a cosplay or a LARPing sort of situation within the confines of how the band views themselves. And Death Bulge is kind of the game version of that representation of that type of music. And yes. it's like stripping that component out of the music and just making a game based around being silly. Like the, the forest, for example, is made of trees that are shaped like muscle men and they're called tone wood trees. And you cut them down and the rings instead of indicating their age, tell you how much the tree could bench. Like, that is the kind of <laughs> theme. And I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't read that bit. That's so, dude. It's, I think that, that, that is so funny and good. Dude, that is amazing. <laughs> Dan is doing such a good job writing for that game. He really is. It's so glorious. But, like, so, but that, and so, like, when I think of the tone of Death Bulge, that's what I would think about. And so I would try to, like, narratively sort of follow that ridiculousness, but then that might make more sense for the composition of the music. Like, I don't know how I would apply that to the sound design, for example, but in writing the songs, that might be easier to sort of follow. Right. So, hmm. So the music tone for Death Bulge, tone is set by just like... Everything. Right? Well, I, I think it depends on the game, though, doesn't it? Of course, because like may, may, maybe not all games have it have a tone, and more maybe games all games have a theme instead in the sound and audio. Hmm. Because I don't think Death Bulge really has an audio tone to it. I would say I think it does musically, but I wouldn't say it would for sound. Correct. Because the well, theme, and, and, there's definitely it's a one theme. and one too. Yes, there's definitely a theme for sound design. Like there's a thematic sound design that you would want to follow for that game, but correct tonally for the music. You want to find a way to capture, like, the quintessential viewpoint of, like... What makes up this game, I guess. Yeah, like, the game yeah. Katana Zero is very clearly based in mid-80s to early-90s aesthetics. And so, like, there's a rewind mechanic in the game, and you view the entirety of the game through... VHS security cameras in black and white and the whole soundtrack is built in like synthwave and really really hyper 80s styling and so it's like that's the tone of the game is like 
it's really dark, semi-serious or reasonably serious 80s sort of aesthetic through the lens of how we all now view really quintessential hyper 80s like action movies. Like you see like Broforce as another example where all of the characters are like super bro-y oh, versions so of good. 80s action heroes. Yeah. And so that's kind of got its so own good. tone in that way too. I don't know. It's kind of tough yeah. when you start using an example of an example of an example to define each other, this weird little circle of not actually giving somebody an answer, but it's a tough thing to describe. <laughs> well, I think we're trying to find a through line right. across all of these games of like what what is similar in the tones of these games. Right. At least in the terms of the way the tone is presented. Yeah. Even if the tone between the games isn't similar. Yeah, but what about the sound? So like Journey, for example, there's a tone to that game. For oh, sure. I thought you meant the band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's definitely a tone to that game. Yes. And the band. Yes. And because the Journey has a tone, Journey as a band is a great, fits into the previous example of 80s tone for the, like games and stuff thematically. Sure. But yeah, Journey the game. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's interesting actually. How would you define I mean, the tone of Journey the game? Now I have to, I have to quantify this every time. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to define which one is which that we're talking about. Yeah, pro tip, we're never going to talk about Journey on this Correct. podcast. Correct, yes, we can just so remove we don't that have to option out it. now because it's never coming back. <laughs> It'll always be Journey the game. Oh, man, we're going we're gonna to eat our Yeah, the wheel later. in the sky keeps on turning, as they say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so the tone and Journey... The game. The game <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> the tone in the music is life and death. Hmm... Interesting, because my answer was going to be, it's very somber. There's a lot of, uh, revenants, is that the word? Um, Hey, it's Kai Jones. Kai, what's Um, up, dude? Thanks for joining. Talking about uh, Journey, the the game. (laughs) (laughs) And we're also also discussing the tone of video games as a whole yeah. and like how to set the tone or sorry the tone behind the sounds behind the music, music yeah. of the game. or even just knowing yeah. the tone of the game and using that to compose the music to fit within the tone what is the tone of journey i i mean the tone of journey to me is like reverence life that's the death, word i was thinking death. of there, it's just it's somber it's reverent it's the life and death aspect that you said is really <laughs> sand get out you're you're fired <laughs> kai jones just says sand <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure they played all the instruments in the soundtrack of that game by dumping sand onto strings. <laughs> so, okay, reverence, the definition is deep respect for someone or something. Yes. Okay. Could you, I, I can't think of any examples. I haven't played it in a while. What What makes you feel that? The presentation of it has a very, let's see, how you might observe a ritual of some kind of a different culture or going to... Egypt and seeing the pyramids and having all this like historical reverence for everything this means and what this whole society used to be and all of that and like there's just a lot of sobriety to the way that it's presented yeah I yeah I agree with that um uh Alvin says journey for me a complete initiation from birth to death and reborn from the ashes I like that I can dig that for sure I, I, Elvin said it better than I did, but that that's along the lines of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, then that's a matter of how do you, and then how do you capture that in the music? Yes, that's what I was gonna say, and I I think that th- this is not a one word answer. No, well, and this is the thing too. I think about this sometimes because I think about 
It's kind of a chicken in the egg in terms of how you hear certain music and what we recognize the portrayal of it simply by the way it's composed. Like, to hear a song and hear this song fits into the, th into the thread of like, this is what you would play for someone going on an adventure. And there's a lot, if you listen to the, the Jaws soundtrack, there's a lot of bipolar flips back and forth between like really heavy, scary situations and cue adventure sequence where it changes the tone of the music entirely. And now it's like a chase. It's okay. an adventure through yes. something. And it's like, but then you think about like, but why, why is this what adventure sounds like? So that's that, that that's a whole music theory rabbit hole that you can go into. You, you that that depends on like what the rhythmic cadence of the entire song mm -hmm. is. If you have a like a snare drum like playing uh, in an RPG or something, and you if you were to like clap to the rhythm, it'd be like yes, that's like true. That. That's true. Yes. So the, the there's rhythmic cadence, and then there's but then also... the deeper question of that is why is that the case? Oh, dude, it's and just... that's the and that's the chicken and the egg I'm talking about. Is like that's only the case yeah. because that's how it's been portrayed from the beginning. But where did that start, and how did they come up with that to portray it that way in the first place? And that's just a really cyclical question without an answer. Yeah. but I think it has a lot no, to do it with is, it. It is, yeah. I and just to clarify, that's not the only reason why it's <laughs> why adventure music is like that. There's so well, no, certainly it, not. But... but like, there's only so much <laughs> yeah, we can get. I just want to say that before anybody listens to this and they're just like, "Man, Ryan's real dumb." Yeah, they're like, "Don't at me." You're like, "Don't at me." Send my send all complaints to at Austin Ellsbury on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. This is the only thing that makes adventure music what adventure music yes, is. A Ellsbury, A Ellsbury. My friend Austin. Quick aside, my friend Austin, longtime friend of mine. Um, a friend, another friend of ours, mutual, for many years, anytime anything was like, we got on the internet and we just decided to start telling people that Austin was this awful person who sucks. And we thought, maybe one day if we do this enough, somebody in a strange place will see him <laughs> and they will be a stranger that sees Austin and gives him the finger and he will never have any idea who they were. And that was like our ultimate goal. <laughs> and so That's... anytime I say anything like controversial, it's always like, uh, send me, you know, if you want to at me, it's at uh, Aylesbury on Twitter. <laughs> nice. So they just nice. complained to Austin and he's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I was going to say that in regards to like what, if we were to, or stepping back from like the chicken and the mm -hmm. egg. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, it's unsolvable um, if you go that way. Right, yeah, yeah. Or there's not <laughs> there's not much discussion past that Right, point. exactly. But okay, so if we were to say like life and death, for example, mm -hmm. as the theme, or uh, birth, and, birth, death, and rebirth yep. as the theme, then I think that you, I think that th th when, when you're making your sounds and the music, depending on what you're making the sounds and music for, Ask yourself if it fits into one of those themes. Yes. And you create the sound or music around that feeling. That's broad, and like that obviously, like it is broad, but it's where, but you have to start somewhere. Right. Exactly. And and those are the limitations that you work with. Like, like if I were to make if I were to make the sounds of birth or rebirth or death, I'd probably. I mean, music-wise, obviously, you would use like a lot of major key and like maybe some like uh, like some choral stuff for the um, for for like the birth and rebirth or death, and then obviously major minor key for like the differences. But in sound design, I would say that like what reminds you of birth and rebirth from a 
thematic stem- sound design standpoint, I-, I would say just like apply that thematic sound design theory. Like what real life objects that you would record mm-hmm. for your sources remind you of birth, death, and rebirth? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if I can answer that. I, I would say like, I mean, Elvin said it in his when when he wrote it out he said reborn from the ashes like using something like sand or like mm, something that reminds you of like ashes that. or maybe even like a phoenix or something like that if you yeah, use like that's true you know like you can break it down into whatever or phoenixes are reborn again right when yeah they die, yeah they are like they that. they kill um undead creatures <laughs> phoenix downs right. <laughs> correct Yes, that's um, correct. Um, yeah, that's true. I was trying. I guess I was just kind of stuck thinking of it a little bit too literally. Where it's like, well, I would just there's just a baby sound, but you can't use that in sound design. Like, <laughs> death is someone going bah! and then that's over. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you could go to a cemetery and get some wind, creepy wind sounds, or like some mm, beautiful. No, this is fun. I like this. Yeah. So I mean, there's a whole lot of depth to like the kind of and then life. I guess that's the tough. That's the one. tough one. Yeah. Because you would have because that's not an action that's just active. I think it would passive. be almost a lot of angelic things, a lot of stuff that you would probably associate with really bright lights. Yeah, we, he says we can make analogies with sounds from seasons. I like that a lot because especially I hear this. Yeah, the journey like in Journey, for example, the death lines up really nicely with the the whole section where you're wandering through the snow up the mountain. Yeah, and so you got a lot of ice and creaking and wind blowing and oh, for sure, for sure. And I think that you can like have a combined thematic sound design element where you would take something like Rebirth and combine those layers of the theme with yeah. snow or yeah. the, the, that season. Yeah, spring equals born and reborn. Summer is the climax of life and winter is death. Oh, that's so good. And I album. promise you, growing up in the Midwest, winter is death. He's <laughs> <laughs> right. It's absolutely correct. That's really good, Elvin. I like that a lot. And especially if you consider, like, what you know, if you were to think of the more summary parts of Journey thematically, it's there's so much motion. I think so vividly of that sequence where you're sliding that whole section, you're going down the sand slide, you know, and it's shot from the side, and you've got the setting sun in the back, and the music is very frenetic, and it's just there's so much motion, there's so much happening, and that makes so much sense. From that layout, where summer is the climax of life, this is all of this progress and motion and everything is happening here all at once. It's the climax of the game, of this whole sequence. And then winter is, well, I can't make it up this mountain without freezing to death and sitting still dead forever. And it all makes perfect sense in that way. Yeah. Did you make Journey, Elvin? Is that part of you? Is that one of your games? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's, he, yeah, he's secretly Austin Wintry. <laughs> Oh shit! That is Austin. Oh, he was—he did such a good job. I forgot who yeah. did the soundtrack for that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I—I I really like. Um, what a clown! His name is Wintery. Like that's—that's that's how in, like ensconced in the theme of the game his he is. His <laughs> name is a season. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I was gonna say one other thing that the theme is also relative to what you've already created in the game. So like, if you're if you're making like the the simplest sound. And then you're also making the most important sound in the game. Or you have a sequence where you're going down the slide and then, like, you'd be with other people online or whatever. There'd be other, like, mm-hmm. then you would land and your friends would be gone. And, like, I think the contrast and the dynamics between those two things in those specific moments helps a lot. You have really bright and adventurous melodies. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're gone. And then you just hear, like, a, a an ominous ambience, like, and maybe, like, a little bit of sadness tied in there. And it's like, oh no, 
I miss my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a great component of that game is to occasionally see somebody else playing but not know who they were, or be able to talk to them, and just know that they're doing the same thing. And it's just yeah. a wonderful sort of... You're born alone and you die alone, and then you have people in between those moments. It's very good, very good stuff. It's such a good game. It really is. I want to play it again now. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I would like to play it again too. We should get Austin on the show. Yeah. I oh say the boy. Show like it's a show. It is a show. I mean, what else do you call it? A podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> we... <laughs> it's an audio show. Yeah, okay. I, I, it's a radio say, drama, you see. Uh, right, but if, when, I, when I say show, it makes it sound like we're in the eight, ni- 1870s. <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, the brand new concept of a show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of us doing like, something in front of the in front of the townspeople. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we do. If, dude, we should get Austin. That would be amazing. And Yeah, I, could pro- I might be able to make it happen. And we can, yeah, we can revisit yeah. this topic with any number of better than us composers and sound designers for sure for sure for sure and yeah i mean that's a good question and i think that i want to get austin on now just so that we can say what makes you set the tone for this game right he would have i bet he have so many good things to say about that he would have a lot of good things to say did you ever reach out to zach i did uh he was not able to record with us unfortunately ever or Um, just today so I asked him on Wednesday or Tuesday to record on Wednesday. He said, "Hey man, I'm booked because it's pretty last minute first off, but Sure. Well, that makes perfect sense too. Like if it's just a matter of finding a time for it, that's no big deal." Yeah, yeah, he just said like uh, just let me know in the future. And I was just like, it sounded like he was pretty busy, so I just left it alone and I'll cool. revisit it in a week or so. Very good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um look forward to a podcast episode with um should we tease this now cuz I yeah, sure. might not even. Yeah, he said he wanted to join it. Yeah, with Just Cause composer Zach Abramson. Yeah, yeah. We met him at PAX South. Uh, At some point between now and the sun swallowing the earth. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we met him at PAX South, and he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah, super nice guy. He was very humbled because he was just like, yeah, I don't know any of this. I I did this music for this one game, and it happened to be AAA, and now I'm at this event, and I don't know anybody, and uh, what are you guys up to? Let's hang out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he was super cool. Yeah, great guy. It's so funny to see him. I mean, you, whenever whenever we record with him, people get to hear his voice um, and like how like soft spoken he is. He's got a great voice. For him to do the music for Just Cause is so funny. <laughs> it's like the the contrast could not be greater. That's that's an interesting point. That's a really interesting point for sure. Well, because that's he had his his panel at Pack South was very much in line with this conversation about setting the tone for a game of that size and scope and how you manage to get all of these different types of music to be triggered by events and make them blend into each other and away from each other and it was good stuff. It's really interesting. Nice, that's awesome. Hey, Carl just posted a link about the sound design of Journey, so I'll read that. That is on Gamma Sutra. Um... I guess you could probably search it if you guys, if anybody listening to this wants to find it later, because this is audio format. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will now cool. read it for you all in its entirety. Sup, <laughs> internet? I'm writing to tell you a bit about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, we should end this episode before you do that. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> you know what? Just, just do that. Okay. I'm writing to tell you a bit about what went into the sounds of a beautiful little game called Journey. I was the sound designer on the project, working with that game company part-time, start to finish, for several years, from my office at SCCA Santa Monica, just a few blocks away.
Oh, perfect. Cool. That sounded perfect. Okay. It, 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 <laughs> on my end, it was, it's always delayed. Right. It's always going to be but... delayed on one side, but which <laughs> yeah. is the whole point. But it, it hurts me though. It's really. <laughs> I'm glad. Take that. Because it's delayed I for me a lot. I don't want. I, <laughs> I want the satisfaction of hearing it in sync, but I never get it. Well, get good. 